Welcome to the Hygiene Profit Leaders podcast, where we give you weekly tools and tips to teach you how to grow your hygiene department. We are your go-to resource on everything you need to know to turn your hygiene department into a profit center. My name is Rachel Paul, and joining me, as always, my amazing co-host, Vicki Collier. Thank you, Rachel. I feel so special when you introduce me that way. <laughs> well, Vicki, you know I love um, hosting this show with you. and. You know, we, we share a lot of travel stories. <laughs> don't we, though? We could probably write a book, uh, but uh, you told me a really funny one from the other day, so yeah. why don't you share that with our listeners? This was wintertime, actually, and I'm driving between, I think I'm in Virginia, maybe going to Williamsburg, coming from somewhere else, not sure where, and um, I'm always, my GPS is one of my very best friends. Her name is Betty. I actually talk to her sometimes. <laughs> if any of you know me, you know that I'll talk to anybody and anything most of the time. But um, I was look, I thought, okay, I'm looking for a freeway, something FRY, looking for a freeway. And I'm just, you know, plugging along. It's dark, minding my own business, you know. I'm not sure where I am, which is not unusual for me. And then I happened to see a little boat in the upper right corner of my, my GPS. And I thought, a boat? Why is there a boat? I was looking for a ferry and not a freeway. Um, so I thought, oh, and then I started to panic. I hope this fer ferry is still open tonight and I don't have to try to figure my way. And it was. And so uh, uh, I got, but I, you know, that's not something you, you see a lot of where no, I live. No, <laughs> a ferry. I would, no, definitely not here in Atlanta. That that's is right. for sure. That's hilarious. Well, um, everyone, thank you for listening. This is episode six. Um, so we're going to talk about um, how to verbal skills and presenting treatment. So mm. three key points to consider yeah. when presenting treatment. And um, I think this is so important. I think we so too, we yeah. talk about this in almost every episode, how important your verbal skills yeah. are, yeah, right? Absolutely. So we actually know that, su that successful dentistry is 15% clinical and 85% personal I think skills. so too. It's that relationship. It's it that, is. It's being able to get your message across. I can't tell you how many times I've, I've, I've gone in office and I can tell them, you know, I can, all right, dentists, you, you guys, you know, you go to school, you're highly trained, you know what you're doing, but I can go and take a dentist who has the best clinical experience ever, mm -hmm. so knowledgeable. Great at what they do. Great at what they do, but they have, they lack the verbal skills. Right. And then you've got the dentist who, they could be fresh out of school and they haven't even really had a chance to practice yeah. and hone those skills, sure. but they've got great verbal skills yeah. and people skills. And yeah. which one do you think is There's gonna... a lot to be said for bedside manner. Oh my gosh, yeah. so much. I had so. a dentist once, he was very dry. He was very dry and he was great at what he did, but he said, "People, I seem to get not the greatest feedback because of because I I just, I'm very point blank. I'm very to the point. Right. And so a little later he told me, he said, I realized that if I started to come in and, and, and smile and ask the patient about themselves, I was getting a lot better results. I thought, well, okay. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> I'm glad you I so know. So glad you discovered that. Exactly. Sometimes uh, it's just a matter of really being conscious of your presentation. Right. Yeah. Right. I think that's so important. So, well, let's go through and talk about some three key points to consider when presenting treatment. Okay. Um, the first one, I, I you know, we know this is tried, true, mm -hmm. improvement, right? Yeah. Um, and we talk a lot about Dr. Cialdini. Right, Dr. Uh, Robert Cialdini. Yeah, so Robert Cialdini, he is a social psychologist, um, and he has done years, over 30 years of research of 
of, de- of really finding out what gets people to say yes. Right, right. right. We mm-hmm. reference him all the time in our trainings. Those principles of influence. Principles of influence. He speaks at a lot of our events. Great guy. Uh, but what he says is when you're presenting treatment, it's always best to start off with the weakness mm-hmm. and end on the strengths. And that is, why would that be? Yeah. Because I, I've seen it happen many, many times, and I've probably done it myself before I knew better. Um, if you say, you know, we think this is a great product. You know, it's going to help reduce your cavities by 75%. Um, it's, it's going to be, you're the best candidate for this. Right. Eh. But, but you know, it costs thirty-five dollars. Do you want it? Isn't going to yeah. cover it. Wow, yeah. wow, wow, right, right. You have just negated all of those good things that you got excited about in that one quick sentence, and right. almost talked them out of it. Yeah, that's true. It, it, so, Dr. Cialdini actually says that that word "but," um, what that will do, um, it says to the patients to take the information they just received, <laughs> put it away, and focus their attention on the next thing you were about to say. Right. So, if you're saying starting off with the strengths and ending off on the weakness. All they're focusing on is now the weakness. Is the weakness, right? Right. right. So um, when you're presenting trimmy, you just want to make sure you're starting. Whatever that may be, it may be cost, Mm -hmm. whatever that may be. Just start off with that weakness first, and then end on the strengths, because that's really what they're gonna they're gonna focus on. You want them to focus on the last thing that they heard. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So I I definitely see this botched up a lot. Like you gave a good example, and I was observing an office where um, the hygienist said all this great. I mean, I was like. She's doing amazing. She's mm-hmm. talking about fluoride and all these great benefits. And then she's like, but, and she actually says this word, unfortunately, <gasps> your insurance is not going to cover it. And that's like the last thing the patient heard. And it almost to me that implies that it's very, very expensive, and I'm not sure you want to do this. Yeah. And that's the unspoken there. Yeah, yep. yeah. So um, so definitely keep that in mind. Um, and the second thing is, and I know we talk about this all the time, is you want to end your treatment presentation with the dual alternative clothes. I love the dual alternative clothes. You can use the dual alternative clothes with anything. I personally like to use it at home when I'm presenting my, denter, my, my dinner options for my husband. Yeah. <laughs> Would you prefer spaghetti or chicken? Because that's one of the things I'm planning to cook tonight. That's one right. Or the other, so that's one or the other. I know. But obviously using this not just at the front desk on that telephone call, which is so important, but making sure the whole team gets this, using mm-hmm. it in the clinical portion of the, of the appointment. Back at the front desk when you're passing them back off again. Right. Give them two options. So that's what that means. Dual alternative. Giving them two options. Not saying, did you want to do this treatment? Yeah. That totally offers them a chance to say no. Yeah. So uh, I even actually say, let's get this done today and save you a trip. Right. Um, But never ask them, if you're recommending fluoride, don't say, did you want that fluoride treatment today? Say, would you prefer cherry or mint flavor today? Right. Mm-hmm. So we need to really guide sure. our patients into picking a choice, not giving right. them the option to say right. no. Right. Would you like to get the crown done today or would another day be better for you? Right. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly how you right. want to do that. So I think that's really important is, is never ask your patient if they want to do treatment. I, I always tell offices when I'm when I go into the office, like it's like a no swear jar, right? right. If someone right. asks if the patient wants, whether it's on the phone, did you want to schedule an appointment? Well, yeah, they right. called. Exactly. <laughs> right. Right. Um, no, I had nothing else to do today. Yeah, just I just pulled a few. <laughs> right. So don't don't ask. Don't ever ask a patient if they want to do something. And I'll tell you right now, if they don't want to do it, they're going to tell sure, you, they right? Will. Absolutely. So don't feel like you're forcing people into it. You're just helping them make a decision. Right. 
and yeah. and humans need that. Sure, right? yeah. And we are the authority in this office. Right. You know, if if it's almost like, well, if you don't know if I need it or not, how in the world am I going to know if I need it or not? We've got to show that confidence, I think. It, and I absolutely. think we lack that. Um, we don't want to feel like we've become salesmen or pushed our patients to do something that they don't want to do. Right. But I think we need to get past that. Just like you said, if they've come to our office, they've come for us to be the authorities on their oral health. Right. Um, and if we don't take that that role and run with it, they're just going to end up confused and not sure what to do. Right. Um, but if we can confidently present that, give them the options that are best for them, tell them, you know, if you were my mother, if you were my child, this oh, is what I, I would that. do. I love yeah. my dentist to do that. And and I think that I'd want to know. I want to I'm not sure how to make this decision as a patient. Right. Tell me what's the what do you think is best? What would Absolutely. you do if I were your mother? And, and I would trust that. So I think we oftentimes sell ourselves short in this area. I think so too. I definitely think so. And we, and we just make it easy for them to say no, or let me, I'm going to go yeah. home and think about it. And, um, you know, honestly, the second they get up and leave that chair, yeah. they're not going home to think right. about it. Like yeah. you're now, now you're working that recare. Oh yeah. That, back to that recare. Yeah, right? Exactly. exactly. We're gonna, we're just putting more work for that patient, right? right? But they want to be guided. They want to they be guided do. into the right they choice. They do, and uh, and we know that this works. People, people will will they just kind of fall into how we want them to to act, sure, right? Right. But if we don't, uh, but yeah, just no no more asking. So if you have uh, if you have team members that are asking patients, do you want to do this? Did you want to do it? Like, just get rid of that. That is terrible, right? right? Rachel, I had an associate. Um, I was doing an observation day. And she was uh, did a great job, but she was so meek and a little shy. Mm -hmm. And so uh, the next day, I, I, I pulled her aside and said, I want you to show more confidence than you really have. I want you to fake this till you make it. Right. You know, you are the authority. I know you're new in the practice. I know that patients don't know you. You don't know them. Mm -hmm. But you're the only one who can control th this reaction they have to you. So, you know, she, she didn't know all the skills to doing that. She just knew to do dentistry at that point. She wasn't, you know, wasn't real confident, and she should have been, right. in her skills at presenting. So I worked with her on that because we all need a lesson in this sometimes. Absolutely. You know, and, we, and we tend to sort of gravitate to the wrong thing as opposed to the right thing. Right. Mm -hmm. I think, well, and I think confidence, people... People just trust people with confidence. Sure, do you know what I, mean? I if do. If someone's mm -hmm. confident, you're just like, okay, well, they said that, so it must be. You know, you just absolutely. you just go with it. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so it, yeah, if you tone of voice, eye contact, and making sure you're saying the right, right words. And I know some people are naturally confident, and others have to work on it. So if you feel like you have people, I've seen people who were confident and had no clue what they were talking about, and you still bought into oh, it. Oh, you were like, okay, yeah, <laughs> that's right. Uh, that's actually a really good point. Uh, but so if you have people on your team that maybe aren't so confident, have the ones that are confident presenting treatment work with them on right, that too. Right. Mm -hmm. It just takes practice, right? Right. I mean, someone right out of school, it may take them some time before they right. they fully develop those um, that skill, right? Sure. To have the confidence. Uh, and then finally, the third thing I like to talk about is just when you're presenting treatment, and we've talked about this in previous episodes, you want to make sure that you are getting on your patient's level. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Nothing more intimidating than to be in the chair, which is already a little scary as it is, you know, right. and then you have someone standing over you. Right. Yeah. And in a recent uh, survey said that about 80% of people had some level of anxiety when going to the dentist. Sure. Um, and that's, I mean, that's most of your patients have right. some sort of anxiety. So can you imagine if you're 
they're laying back and you've got a tray of instruments over there over them and you're trying to talk <laughs> right. about treatment <laughs> that's right that's not going to help their anxiety our offices do so many things to reduce that right if we drop the ball here in the, in, the, in this presentation part of the of the of the, of the appointment it sort of undoes all of the other Everything good stuff else, that we've done. Right? Yeah. So get on their level, set them up when you're talking to them, presenting treatment. Take your mask off. Be look at them in yeah. the eye. Yeah. Be empathetic. Use tools to educate them. I think that's huge. I know we've talked a lot mm -hmm. about intraoral cameras, but uh, you know we're uh, most of us are actually visual learners. Sure. So you know, have your tools where you can show them what you're talking about. I think that's key as well. Uh, but just get on their level. Do not present treatment with a patient laying down. Yeah, that is no, not yeah. going to yeah. work. They're, that's very awkward and weird. And they just want to, they'll, they'll just nod and, and... They're just ready for it to yeah, be over at that just point. Just get me out of here is yep. what they're thinking. Yeah. Yep. So definitely get on their level. So yeah. um, in summary, I mean, we've got lots of verbiage that we can give you guys. Um, but we got to keep it, to, trying to keep these to 15 minutes. So... Uh, but just, again, those three key points, start off with the weakness and end on the strengths. This is a tried, true, and proven principle. We did not make this up. Right. Um, second is uh, end your presentations with a dual alternative close. What does that mean? Give them two choices and never ask them if they want to do you the treatment. Do That's, That's right. a big no-no. And then finally, just get on your patient's level and assess how you're, how you're presenting treatment. How are your hygienists presenting treatment? Um, if they're presenting a perio treatment plan, I mean, that patient needs to be sitting up, eye level, right. knee to knee, eye to eye, yeah. right? Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe to the Hygiene Profit Leaders podcast on iTunes. We have new episodes every Tuesday at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can also subscribe by visiting our website, hygieneprofitleaders.com, where you can also download notes from the podcast, listen to previous podcasts, and learn more about who we are and what we do to help you grow your hygiene department. So stay educated.